What if season two is an improvement over what if season one? How so? Well, welcome back to Sam Talks Nerdy. I hope you're happy, doing well, dominating life, crushing it. This is my review of what if season two. So grab a Spider-Man G Fuel, get comfortable, and uh, let's get into it. So what are my positives? Well, for one, the what if this season were really, really good. I don't think there was one episode I did not like. Like, I enjoyed all of them. Even the one I wasn't looking forward to, the Happy Hogan episode, I still found some sort of enjoyment with. Plus, a lot of these what ifs sounded really, really cool. What if Peter Quill fought the Avengers in the 1980s? What if the Avengers assembled in 1602? What if Nebula joined the Nova Corps? And, and I liked how, like, the Nova Corps episode and the Happy Hogan episode were parodies of Blade Runner and Die Hard. Like, those were those are pretty cool. I think my favorite sort of, I guess, parody episode have, has to be the Nebula one because, I'm sorry, that just looked super cool. This, this might be triggering to some of the MCU woke bros, but I don't care. But Captain Carter has to be another positive for me because, I mean, I never had an issue with her, but this season made me absolutely love her. She's probably one of my favorite MCU females, and her episode was awesome. It's like, it was basically a mixture of Winter Soldier and Black Widow mixed into one sort of 30-minute long action sequence, and somehow they managed to tell a better story than the Black Widow movie. Even the even Melina was a better villain than what's his face Barkov, Harkov, Chekhov. You know the the guy that was extremely creepy. I know people, mainly the MCU woke bros, might get triggered with how OP she got in the season finale, but it does make sense because she has to have all this power to take on Supreme Strange, especially in his monster demon final boss form. And my next positive has to go to Kahori. Just. Mm. Uh, Kahori is awesome. I wasn't real hyped when she was announced. I mean, I, I mean, I thought it was cool that we were to get a new, completely original character from this show. But she immediately became probably my favorite MCU female. Just she's so cool. Her episode has to be my absolute favorite. Just I want to see her in live action. Even her voice actress is open to being, you know, playing her in live action and. I can easily see her in King Dynasty or Secret Wars, just I need more Kahori. My next positive probably has to go to all the alternate Avengers that we've gotten, even though we've gotten like two teens, but I still dug it, though then again it's probably just my me missing us having a actual Avengers team. But I enjoy kind of seeing these alternate roster of Avengers, especially in the 1980s. That's my favorite roster because we had Hank Pym, Bill Foster, Kina Chaka, Marvel, Thor, Winter Soldier. Like, I would love to see a continuation of that team either in its own animated series or its own comic. I would read that or watch that. I, I would, I'd, all, I'd also love to see a 1602 spinoff or miniseries similar to Marvel Zombies. I mean, if Marvel Zombies can get a spinoff, then I think 1602 as well. I mean, imagine finding a 1602 Thanos or Surtur. I would say Loki, but he's doing Shakespeare right now or in that universe. And I mean, he could still turn bad, but... Uh. And that was my quick pitch for a 1602 spinoff. Hey guys, Edding Sam here. There's a positive I forgot to add, and that's the return of various MC voice actors like Sam Rockwell, Jude Law, and Clancy Brown. They've honestly could have just hired Brennan voice actors to play these, play these characters, but they didn't, and I respect that.
Also, how come they got Jeremy Renner, Mark Ruffalo, Tom Hiddleston, Samuel Jackson, and such to return, but Chris Evans, RDJ, and ScarJo don't? Are they somehow more expensive, or are Marvel just completely done with them and they don't want to bring them back? Like, explain that to me. My neutrals. Well, I like seeing Supreme Strange again and him as a villain. It just... It felt out of nowhere. Yes, in my quick review, I said it made sense that he would be the villain, but there was no real build-up to this. Think back to season one. We had an entire episode to set up Infinite Ultron, and then we had the episode after that, which was the season finale, where the Watcher had to get the Guardians of the Multiverse, and then bing, bang, boom, they fight, Killmonger gets the, the armor, and then boom, we're done. But... In this season, there was there was just no real build-up to Supreme Strange as the villain. It was just he appears at the end of the Corey episode, and then he appears at the end of the sixteen oh two episode, and then he and then just you know finale and boom, he's the villain. I imagine they want to try and do like a whole MNL surprise of oh my gosh what he's the villain he he's the villain this entire time but I just I didn't feel it. My negatives. Honestly, no negatives. This season was a vast improvement over season one, and a lot of other people say so as well. And I am very excited for season three, which might be coming sooner than we think, because I think the day of the finale, they like posted a clip of an episode from season three, which is a Winter Soldier and Red Guardian like road trip episode, and heck yes. So I am very excited for season three. And that is it for today. Be sure to check out some of my other videos. I actually have a video up of me talking about the commentary during 2023. If you're really listening to this via my podcast, make sure to follow me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Leave me a voice message if you feel like it. If you're watching me on YouTube, do the usual stuff. Like, comment, and subscribe. And until next time, stay well, stay healthy. Don't, don't join the multiverse. And I will see you or talk to you next time. Peace out.